This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. What's up, guys? Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Do our Masters class reviews of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hey, yo. Hey. I'm getting good at this. I can't believe I'm actually not stuttering over this anymore. It only took 16 movies? Yeah. Dude, that's, uh, that's probably 50 movies less than what it would have taken me. So you're ahead of the game, and I yeah. appreciate it. But you know what else uh, I've mastered that you haven't? What's that? Muting Zoom. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it. I'm, I'm the Zoom guy, and I didn't mute Zoom. That's awful. Uh, so uh, what's up, guys? What's new? Well, you know, uh, what's new? I'm, I'm not in love. You know, my daughter set off a cherry bomb. And uh, we went outside in the backyard. We saw this fox was on the run. Um, our neighbor, Brandy, uh, she lives down on Lakeshore Drive. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. So now she took the chain off the dog. And, um, you know, we're down in Florida. So these southern nights, my sweet Lord, are they hot, man? Like, you, you want to come a little bit closer to the AC? Southern nights. You know. Did you rehearse all this? Because this is beautiful. No, no, but but man, when the sun goes down, it gets a little cooler. That's when you want to go into the bedroom and wham bam shangling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Hit that Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange love that is. You just got to surrender to it, man. Um, yeah. Father and son. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no afternoon delight in Florida. It's too fucking hot. No. No. Uh, but no, what's new with me, man? Uh, just staying busy. A lot of art shows. A lot of, a lot of fun, creative energy. So I'm excited about. I don't do a lot of like physical art anymore. A lot of what I do is comic book art. So it starts as like pencil and paper that gets scanned, and you do digital inking and coloring, and it's like 99% of what I do. I made a painting a couple, maybe a month ago. That's the first time I've done a painting in like a year. So what I'm doing now, it's going to be a series of like eight or ten um, freight train cars, like legit, you know, old man trains, model trains, <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm doing miniature scale graffiti on them. That's cool. Oh, that's so great. So I'm gonna they're gonna be themed out. Are you going to sneak them into Epcot and put them on the tracks? <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> In the Germany, you know, yeah, section. The Germany yeah. area. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> like, oh man, how'd that one with the middle finger get in there? <laughs> oh, that's the most you know accurate one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna weather them and and you know do a lot of rust and a lot of weirdness to them. But I want to theme them out so there's like a Marvel one and a Star Wars one, and you know, okay, keep I it like in that. my in my sphere of nerddom. 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to to work on those, and uh, you know, I get the uh, when is this episode? What, what's today? You're you're listening to this on mm, I don't know. We did the Tom and Dan thing, right? Like we did the hourglass. That's tomorrow. Getting ready for the Tom and Dan uh, beer release at Hourglass. So hopefully I will see a lot of BDMs out there and you guys buy uh, some of my shit because that'd be great. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, Definitely. that'd be fun. That'd be good. Uh, Doug, what's new with you, man? Uh, I was telling you off air, I have a funny lunch dinner story from today. Um, so our anniversary, Eric and my anniversary was last week. Uh, so Tim and Meg sent us uh, a gift card to a local restaurants pub 99 it's sort of like fridays and you know and applebee's but it's like local to new england really good food great prices uh and we so have then it's not team. similar to fridays or applebee's no nah, it's true <laughs> I, you know what that's a that's a perfect that's a perfect evaluation joke, i, I saw right. a, a great meme the other day said applebee's when you want someone else to microwave it for you yeah i did see that one that's a good one but yeah 99 is 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 has never disappointed us i'll just say that for that kind of you know comfort pub food so anyway they gave us a gift card but we didn't get a chance to use it um but separately today my daughter hannah came uh home for a visit because my son dan's birthday was the day after our anniversary last week so she wanted to take dan and i out to lunch for sort of you know father's day birthday kind of thing so we said all right let's go to 99 and um I went to 99. We went to 99 for lunch, and it was late because I had I built pedals this morning and stuff, but we didn't get in there like almost 2 o'clock. So we sit down at the table, and we haven't even, like, the food hasn't even been brought out yet, and I get a text from Erica. Hey, you want to go to 99 tonight to f- use the gift card? <laughs> and You're like, I got 99 problems, but yeah, there ain't one. But the thing is I can't, like, she, I could tell just by the, like, five words in the text that she was super excited. So I couldn't say no. I had to say, yeah, that would be a great idea. But what I did was I took a picture of, of uh, Dan and Hannah sitting across the table from me. And I, I didn't send it. I just took the picture and then picked her up from work and went um, to 99. And then as soon as we sat down, I showed her the picture. And at first she's like, oh, that's so cute. And then she starts doing the math in her head. She's like, well, we didn't have to come. I'm like, yes, we did. A hundred percent. We absolutely did. And I'm happy to do it because I obviously, you know, there's nothing better for me than hanging out with Erica. So I ate a lot of food. I didn't eat much for dinner. There's a whole, almost my whole dinner meal is in the fridge right now in a box. Because but I'll you just ate a piece of pizza. So. Well, because that, even that, even what I ate for dinner, she gets out of work at 445. We were done by like 530. So I got you. That's, that's five whole hours ago. I'm, I'm yeah. fucking hungry. I'm Look, I just ate a guy. giant fucking M&M stuffed cookie. So there I you go. Judge. So I just, I just needed a piece of cold pizza. Um, yeah. And it's Little Caesar. So is it pizza? I don't know. It's pizza-like <laughs> product. But yeah. cold, it served a purpose. Um, I did work at a Little Caesars once. And I will tell you, out of all the pizza places, they yeah. are the only one that makes the dough in the restaurant really yep that's interesting because there was a giant stand mixer in the back and you had to like pour the flour in and the water and everything you you made the dough like yeah. you how many made stoners lost limbs from that fucking thing not i'm oh, yeah. saying across the country well like, i'm more worried about how many people you know jism casted in it oh that's oh. yeah that's true too oh, no. yeah yeah i would yeah. i would suggest sir that you don't have the soup today sir i made a pedal today too <laughs> oh nice man you didn't want to get the reference uh, come on! I know you guys know this. Oh, dude, 
1984, George Orwell. Oh, shit. Oh, That's okay. gorgeous. The yeah. all-seeing eye, Big Brother, Victory yeah. Brand, the Sigma that Brand. Is right. Oh, that's so good, man. You just really small on my cool. screen. Doug, that was a good story, but yeah. I thought you were going in a direction where you had to like Fred Flintstone and be at lunch and dinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I know. It, it could have gone that direction too. Um, but yeah, it was just a lot of food because I've been really trying to be good and I've lost a lot of weight and today didn't go well for that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my what's new. What about you, Joe? Um, I'm getting ready to go to the beach for a week in uh, down in Naples. Well, it's actually Vanderbilt's Beach, part of Naples. Um, we bought these timeshares back in 1982 when it wasn't as expensive as it is. I couldn't even imagine what it costs now. Um, let's just put it this way. The Ritz-Carlton is a block away on Vanderbilt Beach. Um, and all the old houses that used to be have been now been torn down and are like $30 million mega mansions on the street. So like we just happen to have been going here since the eighties. So we have this like place, this expensive ass neighborhood oh, right on perfect. the water uh, for a week. Um, the entire family goes about 50 people total in, in different, we have like 10 units there. I don't know 50 people in total, let alone 50 family members. Oh, we have too many fucking people in my family. Man, like, I don't, yeah. We got them. We just don't talk to any of them. Thanks, my we, mom. We, we're procreators. <laughs> yeah. Remember the story of uh, Trevor and Carol versus Cleavon? <laughs> <laughs> the great epic that uh, launched the best movie ever made? Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's how we do it over here. Um, <laughs> you know, we're really uh, creating our own galaxy of people. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, we need do, someone do. to guard it, maybe. <laughs> Gonna say, do you, do you guard that galaxy? Yep. So, what are we here for today, Eric? Today, we are here to talk about the sequel to the most surprising Marvel hit released, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Is it called 2 or isn't it Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Volume, Volume two. 2. I knew there was like another word, I couldn't think of what it was. And they made it look like an actual mixtape. Yeah, a little nod yes. to the, to the mixtape there. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 good sequel man spoiler alert this movie's yeah. gonna make you cry oh yeah um. we <laughs> I, I like that horn spike every time that horn spike comes on i crank the volume it's like dun, 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 dun. Whoa. <laughs> i just love that pull that clip pull that clip pull that video clip <laughs> every time it gets me that's your best impression it's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So Nailed it. <laughs> oh man. So, so uh, let's dive right in, man. Let's uh, do it. Missouri, Planet Earth, 1980, Year of Our Lord and stuff. Meredith Quill, played by Laura Haddock, is riding in a car listening to music on the radio with her boyfriend, played by a creepily accurately DH'd oh, Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I grew up with Kurt Russell. In yeah. all the Disney movies, and that's fucking Kurt Russell. That's like, him. That, the aging yeah. was absolutely oh, yeah. flawless. Turns out, man, the uh, the magic from Doctor Strange was real because that's the only explanation <laughs> for this bullshit. <laughs> um, she calls this uh, this boyfriend of hers her spaceman. Hey, go behind a Dairy Queen. Yeah, they uh, do. <laughs> not to that's do what you, you go. what people usually do behind Dairy actually Queens. they do actually do it behind the Dairy Queen, especially in the Midwest. <laughs> 
There's nothing else to do. No, uh, they run into the woods where the man shows Meredith a small alien seedling, which he says will eventually be all over the place. And he gives her a kiss. He does more than that. Well, you know, he gives because her the- 34 years later, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we meet up with our heroes, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I love this scene. It's such like a great opening scene for them. Oh, man. Um, we see Peter Quill, also known as Star-Lord, played by Chris Platt, Pratt. We see Gamora, played by Zoe Saldana. We see Drax, played by the miraculously talented, in this movie, Dave Bautista. I don't know if he's like anything else, but in this movie, at least, he's so great. He's, uh, he's a good actor, dude. Um, do you see the uh, Blade Runner 2049? He's, oh, he's amazing. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Really okay. good. Uh, we see Rocket played by Bradley Cooper or voiced by Bradley Cooper and Baby Groot, who somehow is still voiced by Vin Diesel. No, that's really yeah, that's Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel in the yep. little tiny costume. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed by the whole use of the word family. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, so they're standing on a platform and they're trying to secure these Annulax batteries from their latest employers, the Sovereigns. Um, the Guardians have their weapons ready as they're gearing up for a battle with some weird interdimensional beast known as an abelisk. Uh, while this is happening, Rocket's like setting up a radio to play music because why not play music while you work? That's what you taught me, Star-Lord. Isn't that the whole point? Exactly. Um, there's some great back and forth. I, I don't have all the dialogue here, but it's great. Like, Oh, yeah. The, the, they play so well off each other with just the shit talking. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Um, as the, the abolisk descends, the guardians spring into action, except for Groot, who's playing with the fucking co- like the uh, quarter-inch cable, trying to plug that shit in. Yeah, you hear it buzzing and humming. Yeah, like, bzz, bzz. then all of a yep. sudden, we hear Mr. Blue, Blue, Mr. Blue Sky come on, and uh, it's so, like, it's just synchronized perfectly with the fight, like, the music, yeah. um, and, like, they're just fucking fighting it out against this weird... I don't even know how to describe things. like a, a squid fucked like... Yeah, it's like a giant squid blob with tentacles yeah. and that shoots rainbow... Shit tons of teeth. <laughs> rainbow energy from its mouth. Yeah, like, the yeah. rainbow energy. Like, why is this thing just barfing yeah. out rainbows? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, Drax ends up falling in the speaker eventually and the music, like, sh- shuts off. And then we get, like, the more, like, start talking, like, how do we kill this thing? Its skin is impenetrable. It's too thick. <laughs> Um, I love this scene because Drax is like, I'm going to kill it from the inside because his skin is too thick. And, yeah. as he, and as they try to stop him, he just jumps right down the fucking gullet of this thing. And Star <laughs> looks at Gamora goes, skin's the same thickness no matter if it's inside <laughs> or outside. <laughs> so good. Um, and as they're fighting, you see just fucking Drax. And they notice it's got like a small cut on his neck. So it's like, Rocket, get it to look up. Um, at which point, they go to shoot the gun, but the gun doesn't work. And Gamora, like, oh, earlier also, it's call, like a quick callback. But Peter goes, I thought you were more of a sword person. And she goes, not today. But she ends up pulling her sword out, hitting it right in its little gash on its neck, and just slicing it wide open. At which point, Drax spills out and takes all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> He's covered in gooey. Yeah, yeah, he looked like Frank coming out of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> You know? um, yeah, oh. that that whole scene, the, just Groot dancing. I mean, that's it's James so Gunn fun. by James Gunn, by the yeah. way. He does that's such CG a fun scene for for that dance, and 
I just I get so happy hearing that song. Like yeah, yeah, man. You know, ding, like ding, I, I, ding, I have it on Spotify ding, or whatever, just because of that scene and just him dancing. And it's also it's, a great song too. Oh no, it's it, fantastic it a, song. It's I mean, a wonderful song, but that gave it new life, man. Yeah, oh it yeah, really definitely, did. definitely. It was definitely. so perfect. Like I couldn't have like drawn on a better like. I don't really count the Missouri scene as the opening scene of this movie. This is the opening scene of this movie. Yeah, yeah that's sort yeah. of a prologue. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree. Now, are you guys video game guys? Um, to some extent. Depends, yeah. Okay. There was a Guardians of the Galaxy video game that came out, I think, last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have not played this. And I did. It's a rare thing for me to invest time in a video game, but this looks so cool. Well, when Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out, you guys might not see me for a yeah. year. Right. It's been Joe. 10 years since GTA 5 came out. Right. <laughs> but in this game, it, it's really just paying homage to this scene. Like when you fight a monster, you can huddle the team up. And if oh, you cool. if you pep them up the right way, it'll play a song. And then, oh, that's so great. Cool. It'll like boost your points or whatever. So, yeah, 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 it's just all a call back to this moment. That's awesome. Wow. All right, so uh, the Guardians now, they've, they've saved the batteries from the Beast. Uh, they bring the batteries back to the Sovereigns and meet with their high priestess, Aisha, uh, played by uh, Elizabeth Debicki. Um, in exchange for the batteries, the Sovereign deliver Gamora's sister, Nebula, to the Guardians so they can take her to Xandar and collect the bounty for her. Um, again, it, it's funny because... Uh, uh, Peter mentions, or is it Peter or Gamora who mentions to the crew how, I think it's Peter, talks about the fact that they're very arrogant, erudite people and, you know, yeah. you got to be careful what you say because they'll kill you in a heartbeat kind of Exactly. Uh, which is basically just, you know, fodder for Rocket. Like he, he, oh, yeah. If you hadn't said anything, um, he might not have done it, but now he's, you, you know, you've oh, motivated, you motivated Rocket to be a douche. I also uh, like the whole, like, innuendo sex joke. They yeah. Really do. yeah exactly the ancient ways yeah. uh so yeah so they get they get uh they get uh nebula back uh mm-hmm. for this and um so the aisha notices she she obviously treats him like crap but she she notices something different in peter so she asks him about his heritage um and um you know talks about the you know he's from terra um and what about your dad well he ain't from missouri <laughs> yes yeah. That's his answer to because he's you know obviously he doesn't know, um, but she's you know just as a Nova Corps found you know something different in his DNA, she can sense it. Um, yep. So, as the Guardians leave, Rocket reveals to Drax that he's stolen some batteries. <laughs> I love the um, like like you said earlier with the whole like thing. He's like, "Wow, these people aren't giant pieces of shit," like yeah. you said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk down everyone. Wink. Oh, I used the wrong eye again. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So and then you know, Drax just laughs out loud. His big Drax belly laugh, which is always so great to hear. So, uh, other oh, way, oh, oh. <laughs> other way to the planet Xandar, uh, they are suddenly met by a fleet of sovereign drones because they have figured very quickly out that the batteries were stolen. Yeah. Uh, the other guardians figure it was Rocket that took them, and they're all pissed off. The drones start attacking as Rocket tries to steer the Milano toward a wormhole that will lead them to another planet. In the distance, another craft passes by and starts to destroy the Sovereign drones. A man appears to stand on his ship and wave to the Guardians. The Guardians escape the drones but must crash land on a nearby planet. I love how uh, 
they're like rocket how can you he goes they were just so easy to steal (laughs) (laughs) they just made it way too fucking easy um and this is a great like uh chase scene also with them you know oh fighting over control of the ship and yeah like the asteroid like the it was a like uh what were they like reappearing like they would disappear and reappear asteroids yeah sort of phasing in and out of of, yeah like yeah yeah. reality um and like you said, they get away through the wormhole with the small man. There's a tiny man. <laughs> I know, it's about one inch. Maybe that's because he was so far away. Yeah, I mean, that's how that works, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so the the ship fucking just epic crash landing. I love at the end of this, too, Drax jumps out of the back of the ship on a fucking rope to shoot down the last drone. Exactly. And as it crashes, you see him, bam, bam, hitting fucking trees and shit. Right, yep. Um, and Gamora actually... Now, she jumps out of the back to hold on because he's about to fly off, right? Yeah. But she's yeah. holding on while they're crashing and drag. If she would just let go of him, he wouldn't hit every fucking tree. I know. Like, exactly. exactly. But she, like, is causing him to have more damage to herself. Yeah. Um, so, um, as the Guardians are starting to look over the ship and the damage that's going on, we see another ship, like, the, the one with the tiny man step, you know, on yeah. top of it descend like, also. Like a white floating egg. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like an egg. Um, and then stepping out of the ship is Ego, who reveals himself to be Peter's father. Um, and with him is his empathic assistant, Mantis, pay, played by Palm Clementif. Now, growing up, Ego was always one of my favorite, like, of, of the Marvel characters, because mm-hmm. he was all-powerful. Um, right. Like, when you used to trade Marvel cards and we'd have these, like, battles, like, you know, like, you play the game War and the bigger number wins. Um, we'd play mm-hmm. those with Marvel cards back in the day. And, like, you'd have your deck, but you'd, you'd have to, like, basically think out, like, because you didn't know who the card the other person was going to play was. So you'd have to, like, guess ahead and, like, think, like, all right, are they going to hit me with a big card or are they going to hit me with a small card? And it was, like, a, and then we'd, we'd play for keeps, so whoever won kept the cards. Um, so Ego was always my trump card because I had the Ego card, and I'd always use that one to beat anything because of the fact that he was so powerful. Mm-hmm. Ego the living planet, man. What a goofy-ass character. I mean, yeah. he's he's literally just a head. Just a giant planet with a fucking Fu Manchu. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, once they announced that this was the villain of this movie, I was like, have they lost their minds? Like, <laughs> has it finally happened? But see, I'm excited because I'm like, okay, we just had Dormammu. Now we have Ego. When are we getting Galactus? Oh, yeah, man. it's uh, And it's coming, buddy. Believe yeah. you, me. Oh, yeah. But they, I, I like the way they addressed Ego in this uh, movie by sort of giving him the ability to jump into a regular sized body at right. will. You know, right. exactly. it works. It works. Yep. All right, so we are on another planet now. Uh, we see Yandu Undanta. Uh, he's played by Michael Rooker. We know him well. We love him. Uh, his team of Ravagers. Uh, they've fallen on some hard times. Um, they're sort of partying up. You know, in this town, it's you know basically like a Las Vegasy style town that they're on this planet uh we see a quick howard the duck oh there you go joe yeah yep. there's, there's the front of it with the fu manchu <laughs> yeah yeah that's great uh we get a quick howard the duck uh reveal what is he saying once you go duck yeah he's doing like this whole like once you go duck you'll never go back it's yeah something like, like that yeah yeah, yeah. uh so yandu yandu spots his old comrade uh stakar uh Old Gord, who's played by uh, Sly Stallone. 
Um, and you know you are you are the, the mess up the Ravager Cove, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't have you around us no more. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, he gets. Uh, Yanni finds out he's he's been exiled now. Uh, him and his team have been exiled for trial, child trafficking, um, which is the most serious offense in the Ravager community. They are thieves and cutthroats, yeah. but they. But do again, have a code. like if a pedophile goes to jail, his ass is getting fucked up by all the oh, other criminals. Hell yeah, deservedly so. Yeah. So among the Ravagers is uh, one individual in particular who's not happy with the way Yandu's been running things. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing just because everybody laughs when you say his name. His name is Taserface. Um, but this isn't revealed to us yet. No, it's not. It's not revealed to us yet. But he's pre- uh, played by Chris Sullivan. Um, so he thinks the Ravagers need a new leader. And, of course, he thinks he's the one to be the new leader. Um, you know, so along with Craglin who is starting to question Yandu's motives. I love him, by the way. Oh, yeah, Sean Gunn is the best. He's he is so, so good. And yeah. He's so versatile. I mean, he plays Rocket and yep. Groot, right? Doesn't he do both? Or I think so, yeah. I think you know? at, at least Rocket, I know he's, he's always there. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Because that's yeah, true. Every visual I have in my head is him like down, crouched down. Yeah, with the yeah. CG suit and the and the ping pong walls. He just looks uh, so right for this role too. Like his yeah. look visually. Works. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah. Even he, you know, and, and he's uh, he's Yandu's closest ally. Yeah, and and his his most loyal uh, member. But even he's starting to question Yandu's leadership a bit. So after Yandu finishes talking to Stakar, um, they leave, and the sovereigns. No, no, no. Yeah, Stakar and his crew leave. Um, and um, the sovereign, the sovereigns arrive there, looking. They're you know they're trying to track down the guardians. Um, and Aisha, uh, he she comes to uh, you know she has a proposition for Yandu, um, you know, and it's hysterical. It's a snow covered yeah. town, and he's, she's got two, you know, subjects rolling out of red carpets a little bit it's at a, a time. It's a blue carpet, but yes, blue carpet. That's like, true. <laughs> Yeah. And then he gets stuck at one point stuck. just for comic relief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, so. and like, they must have known exactly how much carpet to bring because it ends literally like a foot and a half in front yeah, of the Yeah, I know, like, I know. But it's just um, a, it's such a great subtle way to demonstrate the arrogance of these people. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, and 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 the 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 uppityness yeah. of it, and yeah, it's it's also, great. I don't know when Howard the Duck became Starling for Mad Men, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that was not how Howard the Duck was in the movie. Like. Right. <laughs> So, like, when I see him in this, he's always, like, basically the fucking, uh, uh, what's, I can't remember the actor's name, the one that played Tony Stark's dad. Um, oh, God. Um, he's, he's Sterling in Mad Men. Yeah. And, and that's who he reminds, that's who John, Howard the Duck reminds uh, Oh, shit, John something. Yeah. That guy. I know who that you're talking guy. about. Yeah. yeah, but that's, that's who Howard the Duck reminds John Slattery. Him Slattery. Slattery. And I didn't yeah. look it up. That came to me. No, I saw. It was, it was I saw impressive. It. <laughs> yeah, I saw the gears turning, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, the smoke is pouring. Out. <laughs> uh, Peter is still in shock to finally be meeting his father. Ego explains that he sent Yondu to pick Peter up after his mother died. Peter still also doesn't understand why Ego left Meredith in the first goddamn place. Um, this is going to be a sticking point later. <laughs> he uh, he invites Peter and his friends to his planet which Peter's hesitant about until Gamora convinces him to join his father. Peter, Gamora, and Drax go with Ego and Mantis, while Rocket and Groot stay behind to fix the Milano and keep an eye on Nebula. Yeah, they set up a lot of uh, 
a lot of stuff that's going to pay off later. Oh, yeah. yeah. And to give this movie a lot of credit, they gave you backstory in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 that you care more about getting answers to in this movie than almost anything else in the MCU. Like, it's wild. You're right. It's It's true. Yeah. Um, So now we're on Ego's flying egg. Shit. Um, And, you know, the three of them that are there, Drax and Gamora and Peter Quill, are talking to Mantis. And she starts to, like, show off her powers of how she can, like, see what's in other people's when she explains what an empath is. Um, and she, she touches Peter and she goes, Oh, I feel love. And he goes, yeah, I have a general sense of love. And she goes, no mm. romantic love. And she yeah, points it for her. Love. Um, at which point fucking Drax just does the best he ever. Oh, she just told your deepest secrets. <laughs> like he just told everybody. That's gotta be so embarrassing. Do me next. Do me, do next. me, do me. And then, she reaches over and touches Drax, and then she just starts fucking belly laughing. Like, that's all he's thinking. That's all his feelings are, is, is, is laughing and humor. Yeah. And I'm like, I love Drax. I love Drax so yeah. fucking much, because that's all he fucking cares about. It's shit that's funny. Even though he's uh, such a serious character. Yeah, but Mantis is so great, too. Like, yeah. I, lo- I love her character oh, the, in this. The two of them together. Yes. They're like one of my favorite couples in, in all of Marvel. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, and then she goes to touch Gamora, who Gamora like says, "Touch me, and I'll cut your fucking hands off." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, we're back with the Ravagers. They have uh, discovered the location of the Milano, um, and they're sneaking through the woods uh, to, you know, capture everyone. They don't realize that that there's a skeleton crew there now, but. Uh, <laughs> Rocket has set up traps through the forest, and it's so great. Oh, it's such a great scene with the music, the song. What's yep. the song? Damn it! It's a punk rock song, like a Ramones type song. It's like, hey, ho, let's go. Is it that song? No, no it's not, it's not that the Ramones. Song. Oh man, I should know it. I just watch it like. I'm gonna pull up the soundtrack. All right, yeah, I'll know what anyway, song it is. Great but it's music. like it's like a punk rock type song. I know that. He's hopping through the trees. He's got traps on the ground, basically anti-gravity traps that lift up groups of the, you know, the Ravagers and in the air and then just throw them back to Earth. Uh, at one point, he jumps on, uh, he jumps on, I don't know, ten or fifteen of them and puts a fucking electric shock, you know, module on each one of their foreheads before they can even get a shot off and electrocutes them. Um, it's good stuff. Uh, so, but. They, they thinks Yadu's still in charge at this point, so he uses his magic arrow, and uh, you know he uh, he captures Rocket. Um, so everybody thinks that they're going to bring you know the whole the Guardians back to the Sovereign, but you know Yadu has other plans. Um, and there's a whole great exchange about you know they're going to give us a quarter. You know we're, we're going to what? Oh yeah, we're going to sell the batteries for a cool quarter mil, but the Sovereign was going to give us a million. Like a quarter, a two hundred fifty thousand is like only one third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> going on and on about, and it, it totally separately. I I saw a meme today on Reddit that that described the fact that um, I forget what restaurant it was, smaller fast food restaurant I was trying to compete with McDonald's in the in the seventies. So they, when the quarter pounder came out, they came out with a third pounder, but it failed because everybody thought a third yeah. pound was less than a quarter. Oh my god! <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So this played right into that very well. Um, so, uh, you know, the Ravagers, they get Rocket and Groot. Uh, Taserface, he's, he's now had enough, and, he, and he's got enough of the Ravagers on his side, including Scraglin, sadly enough, uh, that they also capture um, Yondu. 
with the help of Nebula, who's gotten out and shoots his fin off the top of his head. Um, so uh, she lines herself with the Ravagers, and they take Rocket, Groot, and Yondu prisoner. Was it Cherry Bomb that played during that? Yeah, that's it. Cherry okay. Bomb. I knew it was one of those no, type songs. It wasn't Cherry Bomb. It wasn't Cherry Bomb. you sure? Cherry Bomb's not in this movie. Oh, was that in the, the first, first one? Movie. It was in the first one. Fuck. Okay. I, I was looking at the list, and I couldn't figure out which one it was. I'll, you know it. what? You guys are talking next, so I'll look real quick. All right. Uh, Ego brings everyone to the planet that literally lives through him, as Ego is a celestial, and his consciousness is the core of the planet. Holy shit, man. They, they're throwing terms like celestial at you. Marvel Comics nerds are delighted. Um, he explains to the three that he came up with a human form to travel the galaxy. And he came to Earth and he fell in love with Meredith. But he couldn't see her so often because it would take up a lot of his energy. Um, Peter continues to hold hostile feelings for Ego for leaving his mom alone to die, which was super fucked up. Uh, as Peter grows more emotional, his hands produce powerful energy that is linked to Ego's own power. Ego shows him how to control and use it. So we're getting our our, our first look yeah. at what makes Peter Quill special, so to speak. And Also, uh, he, I, ironically enough, I sang the song earlier. It's Southern Nights. Southern, Southern Nights. Nights. That's what it was. Because I sang it earlier and I completely just blanked yeah. on it. That's what it was, definitely. Yeah. Not, not a punk rock song. No, yeah. I don't know why my mind went there. Nope. But yeah, man, uh, Peter <laughs> Peter Quill. No, you're good. Uh, you know, there's always been this element of like, what's this guy's deal? And why was he able to hold the Power Stone and survive? And this is yeah. why. This is why. Because he is half celestial. So uh, back on the Ravenger ship, we see uh, the head goon start ejecting all the ones that were loyal to Yondu except for Kraglin who just watches in disbelief as all his friends are killed and we come now to figure out who this person is the great and fearful taser face (laughs) and then the way rocket just fucking starts you just hear like laughing and you're like what is so funny I mean, did you like wake up in the morning one day and look in the mirror and say, "Taser face," <laughs> and he just keeps mocking him as he try. He's trying to be. I mean, he's trying to be serious. He's trying to fucking like take the the reins and be the man in charge, and Rocket's just fucking letting his ass have it, um, to the point where like, uh, Nebula ends up coming in to, to like stop them from killing them because you know. Uh, she has to bring basically Rocket and Groot to her people, and then uh, Yondu has a bounty on his head, so there's really no reason. Or I don't remember. There's, there's bounties on them, or some some kind of reason she they can't kill them. So um, at which point she tells him just lock them up, and then she wants a new hand that Kraglin gives her, as 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 well as a ship. And then there's this a whole really, box of hands. Yeah, <laughs> says to her. Uh, I do like the fact that there's all kinds of in, in the future prosthetics must be really important because they steal the leg in the first movie they give Thor yeah. a new eye they get a hand yeah yep. um, but uh, Gamora like not Gamora um, Nebula um, is talking to Kraglin and Kraglin's like well what are you gonna do with your money he's she's like I will do whatever I can to kill Thanos I know. and he's like I'll take my oh, money I- by the biggest arm chip 
Yeah. I thought you were going to say like a pretty necklace or something. Yeah, pretty necklace, you know. <laughs> so the other girls would go, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. Do the Shirley. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But first she's going to go find Gamora. Um, yes, she's definitely on a mission to find Gamora. Yep. Uh, all right, so we're back on the other planet. Uh, Madison and Drax, they're starting to form a bond. It's, it's oh, awkward This, this is shit, one of my favorite scenes. It's just so great uh, how he just, you know, Drax just disparages, yeah. her, how, disparages her about how hideous you know, she is. You are so ugly, but you yeah. should be happy because um, people lie to people who look good, but you're being the honesty. It's, such, yeah. it's like you should be thankful how ugly you are. You this gross bug me. lady is my new friend. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. No, it's a, the the exchange is so great. Um, yeah. You can see Mantis is is she's preoccupied. She's sort of troubled with something, and yeah. she starts to to tell Drax that she, you know she has something important to tell him. Uh, but Gamora interrupts, and uh, Mantis keeps quiet instead of uh, you know instead of just taking the two of them to their rooms. Yeah. Once again, I just love Drax. <laughs> like, oh, this. Yep. 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 This is it. This is what I want in a movie. Just tell me like some ridiculous bullshit. Uh, the Ravagers throw Rocket and Yondu in a cell while they take Groot for their own entertainment. Uh, who is adorable this he entire is. movie, by the way? Oh, oh so cute. man. Yeah. I mean, a cultural fucking phenomenon, the likes of which has only been matched by like one baby Yoda, maybe. Um, uh, yeah. I'll not, take Groot. They're not, not comparable. Any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, we didn't mention earlier, but when they were doing that first chase scene, Groot, Groot's just sitting there eating candy while Drax is hanging on the back of the ship fighting. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, Yandu mentions how he was Kree battle slave before Stakar pulled him out and made him a Ravager. When Rocket asks about why Yandu kept Peter around, he insists it's because Peter was small enough to fit in spaces where the others couldn't, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, the two then resolve to work together to break out of there. They get Groot to come by, and Yandu tells him to get a prototype fin for his head. Which oh, I he's, love got, this. he's got, you know, stashed away in the fucking drawer. This shit is so funny. It's just the comic timing well, of all of this. Well, the face like Rocket gives me goes, do you think he understood me? Rocket's like, eh. <laughs> uh, my favorite is the desk. The oh, gigantic yeah. metal fucking drafting <laughs> desk that he drags across the floor. This little baby Groot is dragging this fucking thing. It's so good. It's like, yeah. Yes, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> After bringing a bunch of wrong items, Yandu gets his fin, and he gets himself and Rocket out. Yandu sends the arrow through every uh, mutinous so ravager they come across, um, which is is visually impressive, man. Like it's just such a cool the scene where it pulls up and like you just see down into the ship. In the yes, red line. and it's just the red line. <laughs> And oh, then the Rocket's fucking shooting yeah. through the walls. The Look. song is so good. Come a little bit closer. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Come good. a little bit closer. Exactly. It's such, a, hap- it's such a happy yeah. song. And it's just, just so much death and destruction. It's great. Oh, yeah. And I love that they're standing in like the monitor room and like just, just shooting yeah, through the walls. Yeah, laughing. And, and they're both like you can see the grins. And, you know, that. Yeah. I mean, that's, oh. that's where especially Yandu starts to realize how alike they are. Yeah. Because yeah. he realizes that way before. Rocket and, um, does, but yeah. Craglin actually helps Groot get the fin at the very end. Yes, because like, that's yeah. his redeeming his redeeming thing that saves his life. Yep, yep. Um, but like, I love how the song's playing until uh, Yondu just fucking blows the entire ship up and then like instantly stops. Yes. Um. So the three of them they uh, then board an escape ship with Craglin, 
But Rock and Groot get in on some Ravager ass kicking them. So, oh, well, I'm just, whoa, I just had a uh, freak out. Uh, but not before Yondu sets the whole ship to blow up, which is, of course, epic. Uh, Taser Face gets hit with the flames. <laughs> <laughs> Even just reading the name Taser Face is I know, right? good for a giggle. Uh, but he manages to notify Aisha to Yandu's whereabouts before he goes down with the ship. The other four must go through 700 jumps to get to Ego's planet. This is the only CGI in this movie that I run into, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, like it's a little bit Roger Rabbity. Like yeah, yes. quality-wise, is what um, I'm saying. You know I will I mean? say I did ride that ride at Epcot. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That ride is you're going through the jumps. Oh, but I, right. I love, I love the. I will tell you the destination and location of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I want you to do one thing: make sure what knows the world the name of the man who sealed their fates, Taser Face, <laughs> and then she's like. disconnects it's so great it's so fucking great um yeah so apparently like uh craglin also says in the middle that like the regular people can only go through like think like 20 jumps or something like that and he's like well how many do we got to make 700 700 (laughs) yeah um so back on um ego i'm not gonna say ego's planet because ego is the planet (laughs) so back on ego uh, Peter's playing music to try to woo Gamora because earlier Drax told him there's two types of people, those who dance and those who do not dance. Yeah. I, I met my love because she was so perfectly still and like the most beautiful love song with the best melody could be playing and she would have zero interest in moving. She would not think she was dead. So, um, it's not really working at first, you know, because she doesn't want to kind of express her attraction to him. Um, so she leaves and she's sitting in a field and there's like these two little like fucking like willow fucking whispery things like the t- willow tails like shaking. She just yes. pulls the sword yes. off fucking cuts them off. Um, and we see a ship come into view and she kind of looks for a second at the ship trying to figure out who it is. Um, as it starts firing at her, she starts running into the most you know, well-placed ditch on this entire planet, you know, the <laughs> ditches ex machina. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ship just crashes in and you see that, ah, oh, man, it's just like insane into this cavern. And then she rips one of the guns off of the ship and starts oh, shooting it so back crazy. at the ship. Um, and it's Nebula, of course, trying to like kill her on her way to kill Thanos. Um, or, I can't remember. Is it at this point was she already like done with Thanos, or has that happened yet? Or is that Infinity War when she gets done with Thanos? No, that's yeah, that's coming. That's not yeah, okay. That's, that's coming. Yeah. So yeah. she still likes Thanos at this moment. Um, well, Nebula does at least. Yeah. Uh, so G- she's jealous of Gamora though, because Gamora was always better than her in their entire lives. Um, but at this point, you know, they start to come together as sisters, and they realize this cavern that they're in is filled with like just fucking shitloads of skeletons. Is it yeah. then? Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the yeah. cavern and they see all the skeletons right. piled up. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are moving fast. We only got a page and a half left. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are 45 minutes in. No, that's very true. And I'll say too, man, like there's an argument to be made that Peter's moves did work on Gamora because he saw her start to come around a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. To yeah. the extent that she was mad at herself, like yep. you know, yep. your, absolutely. Your, your fucking music is hypnotizing me. What was it? Uh, Fool around and fell in love. Was that the song? That was the first movie. This one's Bring It On Home to Me. Oh yes. my god, 
That's yeah. right. Bringing yeah. it home to me. Okay. I see Sam Cook, one of Earth's greatest singers. Yes. <laughs> oh, dude, I today was Motown. I posted on Instagram. Today was a Motown day. I had Motown and funk playing, uh, building nice. pedals, and it was such a uplifting, cool, fun day. Just because of that. So that's awesome, man. Um, all right. So uh, Peter and Ego, they continue to bond. Uh, Ego tells Peter that as long as there's light on the planet, Peter will retain his powers as well as immortality. Um, Mantis sees that Ego and has Peter wrapped around his finger, and that he uh, now that he knows about his own powers. Uh, so she rushes to wake up Drax to warn him that Ego's true intentions are now clear. Is I, that where they play ball? Yeah, I think that is. Yeah, yeah. But was, but when she wakes up, Drax, I told you I'm not interested in you. You're disgusting. <laughs> no, it's immediately about him. It's so great. Yeah. Um, Rocket, Groot, Yondu, and Kraglin make it to their destination. Rocket starts to gloat that he wants to save Peter just to prove he's better than him, yeah. and can hang it over his head, which is an awesome motivation for yep. Rocket. Uh, but Yandu shuts Rocket up by stating how scared Rocket really is and how yep. he puts on the tough guy thing as a facade. They, uh, This was a really weirdly beautiful fucking yes. moment. Yes, it is. Yeah. It really is. It really is. And this is how sneaky Marvel is, man. Like, you got a scene with a fucking blue guy with a mohawk talking to a, yeah. a CGI raccoon. raccoon, and I'm starting to uh, mist up a little bit. Yep. Yeah, oh, absolutely. A, I mean, it's a yeah, wild cause... thing. Yandu just ends up, you know, I, I know this because you're, li- you're just like me. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and yeah, it's, that yeah, it was so great. Uh, from there, they then set off to take on Ego. And Ego is explaining to Peter that he wants to make what he calls the expansion. He went around the galaxy to thousands of worlds and planted these seedlings to grow his power over the galaxy and then cover the, the planets in extensions of himself. He impregnated women from all over these worlds and produced many children that he had Yondu deliver to him. But when they did not possess the power of the Celestial, Ego just killed them and those are the bones that Gamora and Nebula had found. However, Peter does happen to hold the power that Ego was looking for and Ego reveals that he put a tumor in Meredith that killed her so that he would not feel the pain of being apart from her. And like when he says this shit, you're just like, you see Peter's face like, oh man. Yep. Um, at this point, Peter like snaps out of like the fucking like ha- hazy fog he's been in of like you know idolizing this fucking guy, and just begins to unload his fucking guns at him. Um, in response, though, Ego takes Peter by shoving a fucking like light sword through the middle of him and lifting right. him in the air. Yeah. And says, "Look, you can either do this with me, or I can just fucking do it, and you can be here as like in suspension for however long I decide to leave you there." Yeah. Yeah. Basically, be a battery. Um, and as he does that, um, you start seeing these like giant blue blobs just start taking over the other planets, causing all kinds of destruction. They're, I mean, they're literally everywhere too. Yeah. Um, and then at this point, Ego actually crushes Peter's Walkman in the awesome mix two that his mother had left him. That, that was the real the last up. straw. Yeah, that yeah. was it. <laughs> yep. Arguably worse than destroying planets is. No, absolutely. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. I, I almost wanted to hear him, Tony Stark, say, "Yeah, but you killed my mom." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, so Rocket, Groot, and Yandu meet up with Gamora, Drax, and Nebula, and Mantis um, as they gear up to stop Ego. Unfortunately, they're also met by a fleet of sovereigns who have now entered, uh, you know, based on Taser Face's intel. 
Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, they're there to kill him as well. So um, Peter starts to fight Ego's human form, but uh, the entire planet itself, because, again, it's Ego, fights back. Uh, uh, Mantis is able to temporarily put Ego asleep to sleep, because that's one of her jobs. Uh, so the Guardians, well, the Guardians take care of uh, the Sovereign ships. Um, they I like back. how they do it too with that yeah. that weird little fucking balls that go all around I the ship. I love it. The fucking laser balls that that go in all different yeah. configurations, man. It's, it's so, so cool. cool. It's such a just, great psh, idea. It's just the fucking lasers, and they all like die at once. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, all right. So the, yeah, they eventually destroy the whole fleet with the lasers. Uh, meanwhile, Rocket builds a bomb using the amb- ambulary batteries <laughs> that that uh, he stole. Uh, which Groot, baby Groot, takes uh, takes off and runs. And Rocket's trying to explain to him the sequence of switches and buttons, yeah. and of course Groot's scaring the shit out of him because he can't get it right. You got any duct tape? Yeah. Can you ask? Can you ask tape. Nebula? If she has any duct tape? Yeah. Nope. No one has yep. duct tape. Yeah. Rocket, this is kind of the thing you do. Of course, I have to do everything. Yeah. yeah. Did Did you ask Nebula? Yes, I did. Well, she was sitting right next to you. Yeah. Does this seem like something we have time for right now? Exactly. <laughs> Um, so, you know, while he's arguing about the tape, uh, Groot just grabs the, the bomb and he takes off Take, down yeah. merrily and he sk- basically skips down the little, you know, the little tunnel there to get to, uh, Ego's brain. Um, so at this point though, um, Manus gets, <laughs> I just love the way they do this too, where they're all satisfied. Like they, they've beaten the sovereigns and, and yep. he goes to sleep and are all standing there sort of stoically. And then, right, this is almost like when they do the Avengers thing with it. Yeah, the camera's like the spinning around all yeah. the characters, and then Mantis gets knocked out by a piece of debris, just comes out of nowhere, hits her in the head, boom. She gets knocked out, so Ego, of course, wakes up. Um, Which is funny because later, not learning a lesson from this at all, Peter fucking Quill does the same thing to Thanos when fucking Mantis is him asleep and under control. Yeah, I know, exactly. They're about to pull the Infinity Gauntlet off and, like, Yep. He fucking does the same shit, not learning his lesson. No, very true. Very true. Uh, so, uh, you know, Ego wakes up and he's obviously very pissed. Um, the others try to get safe. Uh, Ego begins to consume them. So they're scattered, but Ego's the planet, you know. Is, is he's just, rocking them. Good. Right. He's just taking them all in one form or another. He's, the planet's enveloping all, all our heroes. Um yeah. So, he's rocking uh, them good. Yeah, because yeah, they're all getting covered in rocks, except for Drax, who's carrying Manus. And he gets buried in like, like quicksand. Quicksand, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so Peter continues fighting his father using his celestial powers. He's starting to come into his own a little bit, so he's able to at least keep up with Ego. And they go back and forth. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I love, because earlier in the movie, he goes... This shit's gonna get weird. I'm gonna make a giant Pac-Man. Statue. Yeah, exactly. And then he turns into the Pac-Man thing to fucking yep. kill. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, so uh, so now freed. So you know, as they continue fighting, Ego gets distracted, and uh, you know, um, well, yeah. So Groot Groot finds Ego's brain in the planet's core, and he sets the bomb, and he does it right. Yay! Yeah. You know, for Groot, he sets the timer. Uh, to go off in five minutes. Um, yeah, that, at this, oh. No, I was just going to say that that baby Groot with the bomb thing, like, oh. I, I watch that over and over again, yes. man. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what kind of shitty mood I'm in. It's that, so good. That adorable little creature almost yeah. pressing the button that kills everyone is just. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, 
So Drax is carrying Manus back to the ship, and Gamora and Nebula make it back. Rocket gives his last spacesuit to Yondu. Um, I mean, he basically like, there's no way you and Peter are both going to survive. It's like, it's kind of like setting up what's coming up here. Um, and it's also like kind of a throwback to what Peter did for Gamora in the, in the first movie, uh, when he gave her his, his breather when they were in space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a callback to that. Yep. Yeah. So Gamora tries to go back, but Rocket stops her that basically he's not going to lose another friend. He, he's done with that. Um, Ego pleads with Peter to stop the bomb. Or, you know, basically, Peter's just going to be a normal human. He's not going to have his powers anymore. Uh, Peter says, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. And he just lets the bomb blow up. Um, at this point, Ego's human form disintegrates, and the rest of the planet starts to explode. Uh, Yondu flies by. Is this the... No, th this isn't the part where he comes out. I'm Mary Poppins. No, that was when... That was before this. Okay, so yeah. we missed that earlier during the, the first fight when they're getting rocked. This yeah. was right. This is that happened right before uh, yeah. Mantis gets knocked out. Yeah, because like, again they're all they're all happy. They think they've yeah. won, and and yeah, he's he like, comes down. You Mary, look like Poppins, Mary Poppins, y'all. Is he cool? Is he cool? Yeah, yeah. super cool. I'm yeah. Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I can love that line. <laughs> and that's sort of when you when you you see Peter realizes how Peter realizes at that point that Yondu has always been his dad. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's why, you know, because he sincerely says, yeah, he's real cool. You know? Yeah. Um, at this, so back at that point, Yondu flies by, he grabs Peter, and they're basically getting the fuck off this planet as it's exploding and just disintegrating. Um, and as they get into space, Yondu puts the suit on Peter to basically save his life and give up his for him. And uh, he tells Peter, you know, even though Ego was your father, he was never your daddy. Shut up. <laughs> Oh, man. Shut so up. Just like that, too. He was never your daddy. Oh, fuck. And then Yondu starts to freeze in space, um, and Peter has to watch him die. <sighs> yep. God That's damn. where it starts. It starts. They start. Uh, it, oh, God. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, on, yeah, Eric. just to <laughs> recap, just to, when we saw this in the theater, I have never blubbered in the theater. I'll cry, but I fucking blubbered during the next scene oh yeah like sobs uncontrollably in the theater full of people it wasn't even like they were just us it was oh, the whole the theater was too. full well that's the thing oh, i've got a connection to father and son that goes back to my dad and um me not listening to him because i'm a fucking idiot um and so i already have a connection to that song that gets me emotional and mm -hmm. i'm oh fuck all right I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm Listen. not kidding you, man. That's what this thing does to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I just un sobbed uncontrollably in the theater. And now every single time I've ever watched it, it doesn't matter. I have not become one ounce desensitized to that scene. Yeah, um, it's, it's impossible. Well, yeah. this, this, the ending of this movie does a weird thing to me because I've, I've talked openly about this before, but whenever in a piece of media in some way... Um, you know, like humanism or atheism is expressed in a positive way. It'll hit me in a weird way because it's yes. kind of it. It's sort of rare, and for the central message of the end of this movie to be like, you could live forever, you know, you, you, or, yeah. or you could just be a human and your life is over. He's like, that's not so bad. That hits me in a weird way where I'm like, oh, wasn't expecting that, and then to immediately jump into fucking this Yondu fatherhood, right. like, yeah. 
everything like you said even down to the the cat stevens fucking dan, 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 dan. So i'm like no nope. first chord plays and that's when yep. it started for me because i obviously didn't expect it in the theater you know yeah yeah and, yeah and, 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 and it's just a beautiful done scene too oh it, oh, oh, my God. oh the, the the colors the vividness yep. of the I, I just love that Eric's and... putting off reading it too. He's yeah, the you're right. yeah. So <laughs> the, the death scene crushes, right? Yes. And and you're thinking like, all right, as a reasonable content creator, you hit me, you're done. No, 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 no. 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 Then they give you the fucking gut punch. Oh, big time. Um, so the guardians are preparing to give you onto a proper Ravager funeral. Craglin gives Peter a zoon. To make up for his lost walk, so man. great. Uh, yeah. Which Yondu had which, been... Yeah. You think yeah. they would have thought like a little head? I mean, I know that was probably the sponsor, but... <laughs> the no, that was the joke because it was 300, 300 whole songs that it yeah. could hold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my no, but you're God. right, Joe. Yeah, you're right. It probably could have been a Microsoft thing too, but... Um, yeah, because I mean, yeah. obviously there were other options at that point in time that were better. Well, Apple probably wanted too much fucking money. Fuck yeah. those people. That's Fuck true. Apple. That's okay? true. Yep. Although I will say I've been watching Ted Lasso and there's way too much Apple product placement. There yeah. is a lot. There is a lot. It, it, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so cold. yeah, Yondu was holding on to that Zoom for uh, Peter for a while. Yes. Yeah. Um, Peter gives Craglin Yondu's arrow, feeling that Yondu would have wanted him to take it. So even this shit is touching, right? Um, yep. Nebula leaves. She's off to hunt Thanos down herself, uh, but not before reconciling with Gamora. Mantis decides to stay with the Guardians as Yondu's body goes out into space. The Guardians see dozens of other Ravager ships arriving to pay their respects to Yondu. And the fucking, what I think what sets me off is uh, when you see Kraglin's reaction oh, to this. Oh my god. Yep, yeah. I'm, I'm losing it again when he just, yeah, it's the, yeah, he's like, the yeah. pure fucking uh, elation. Yeah. The, this, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Um, and and like the when they burn the body, it's got that same fucking like rainbow plasma that comes out of the creature. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, again, the colors, the vividness of the colors and the fireworks and, and just yeah. all of it. And then the sincerity, you know, uh, um, Stallone's sincerity. What's his character's name? Damn it. Um, just oh, the yeah. sincerity oh. of which, you know, that they misjudged it. Yeah, right. They just, you know, they misjudged Yandu and, you know, yeah, the whole thing. And fucking, uh, uh, what's it called? The lights of, he'll never see the lights of, uh, yeah, you'll never, right, see the lights of something yeah. when you die. And he did. And, um, and Ving Rames fairly well. Like, mm. holy shit. Like, yep. I, ugh, fucking A. Yeah. And, guys, and then immediately from that beautiful scene, we go into Cheap Trick's Surrender. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Mommy's all right. Daddy's all right. Yeah. And just like the five necks of his guitar, we get five in credit scenes. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So, yeah. So the first of these scenes is, uh, you know, the song is playing, the surrender is playing. And uh, Craglin's practicing with the arrow. So he's got another prototype <laughs> fin. And he's practicing with the arrow. And of course, he's, you know, doesn't have very much control. And it, whips around a corner and it just right into Drax right into Drax who screams like we've never heard Drax scream before <laughs> I don't know where it got him but uh, it like hits Cra- right up in like his shoulder blade yeah blade. and then Craglin just sort of he hesitates and he just he just, fucking books and just takes the fuck off. out of there yeah. um, then we see um, we see a new team forming of a Stakar Sylvester Stallone of course 
uh, Martin X Tanaga, played by Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, Charlie 27, played by Ring Vang, Ving Rames. Starhawk, played by Michelle Yeoh. And Mainframe, played by Miley Cyrus. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, they're starting their own Guardian scene, basically. Mm-hmm. There's still talk of a movie for that. It's well, that, not dead yet. That, I want to yeah. say that was the original roster of the Guardians of yes, the Galaxy. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, the yeah. The original Guardians, yeah. Yep. Uh, and, so uh, after we see uh, that cool little moment uh aisha and another sovereign discuss their new plan to take down the guardians we see aisha sitting by a birthing pod waiting to break out whatever's inside to use against the guardians she decides to call it adam as yeah fucking, that scene got me i fucking got goosebumps yeah adam warlock like what a deep cut cool thing to do um and, and that's still gonna pay off we haven't seen adam warlock return cast yet. now He's yeah. cast. What's his name? Uh, oh, Will Poulter. Right? Yeah, Poulter. Will Poulter. Yeah. Who like? Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. I know the transformation. Like, on oh him, my like, god, he he pulled it. He pulled a freaking Peter Quill transformation. Because I'm a, used to seeing him as the fucking Worthen Millers kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the skinny kid, and he is. Yeah. yeah he's definitely. He's definitely in the role Super now. Super nerd. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. So. So next is, is is a funny fucking scene. Yeah. I even Erica was sitting there. Um, she was on the phone, but I said you got to watch this because she loves Groot. You know, she yeah. loved Baby Groot, and uh, so we see now Groot's a teenager. So he's sitting in his dirty, skeevy room, and he's playing a video game on a on a console. With shavings everywhere. Yeah, just there's just shit everywhere. Vines and everything's <laughs> everywhere, and and Peter comes in that sort of basically pick up after him but he starts yelling at him you keep keep your face buried in that game all day and Groot's just mouthing off to him yeah (laughs) it's just perfect it's a great it's a great like representation of teenagers it's very cool uh and then the last one we see stanley as as the watcher sitting there with the other watchers discussing his adventures you know, there was this one time I was a FedEx driver (laughs) 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 where are you guys going (laughs) yes um, I should have let Eric do it because Eric does a way better Stanley. Oh, uh, thank you. That's kind. Uh, oh, you really you do. do like an amazing Stanley voice. Killer. It was this one time I was a FedEx driver. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bullshit. good. So Excelsior. that was a, that was volume two of Guardians of the Galaxy, and that just means it's time for. Oh shit. Here it comes. We're gonna rate this puppy on the fuck, MCU scale. Like, Don't fuck you hype. It, it gets it you so hyped though. Mm-hmm. It, it does indeed. Uh, we're gonna rate it on the MCU scale. MCU scale, of course, related to the other movies in the MCU. Um, Joe, I'm gonna hand yeah. it off to you, man. All right. Yeah, I went last in the last one, so let's go first on this one. Um, this is a fun movie. Like, start to finish, just fun. Yep. It it gets a little odd with the ego character here and there, and it's a little bit of a a weird story, but 
it, it needs to be done, I guess, because you got to get Star Lords. It's weird because this is kind of like the origin. <laughs> the origin came after the first movie, yeah. which is always kind of odd. Um, you know, you get the throwback to the mom. You get to, you know who his actual dad is. So it's like it's weird because we've already had a whole movie with him, but now we're finding out who he actually is. Yeah. Um, music, of course, solid as always. It's a Guardians movie. Like that's kind of like once again, it's a soundtrack accompanied by a movie. A um, lot of fun scenes, you know, a lot of good jokes, a lot of good action pieces. Um, the whole taser face thing, <laughs> like <laughs> just everyone's like delivering in this movie like on it doesn't matter who the character is they're all fucking delivering on what their what their beat is they like they're like super high hyper hyperbolic versions of the characters they are uh drax really fucking comes out of his shell in this movie like the first yes. movie he was good and this movie he becomes drax like he becomes the drax you'll know from this point on in love yeah um the whole you're disgusting and you should feel good about that because people won't fucking lie to you because they would just think you look good <laughs> like it's sound logic but he's just such a dick about it yep um i i really i really enjoy this movie a lot um i'm almost like i'm almost in the same level of enjoying this as i did part one which is hard because part one was amazing so like they're but they're completely different types of movies like the point of them is completely different like I said, this is more of an origin story, and the part one was this Infinity Stone introduction, war fighting story. Uh, so, I feel like the characters get more breathing room in this one than they did in the first one. And um, like I just that that opening scene with the Mister Blue Sky and the fighting the weird fucking like monster, everything about this movie just speaks to me, and I and I fucking love it. I'm probably gonna go like a four seven on this movie. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Totally man. appreciate that. Absolutely. I don't know what I gave Guardians one, but I'm sure it's right around there too. You gave Guardians one a four point eight. We all yeah. Did. So that sounds about right. Three four point eights across the board. Yeah, they're like neck and neck for me. Yep. Like I mean. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, I'll go. Um, yeah, I absolutely. Joe summed a lot of that stuff up. I mean, for me, it, yeah, it's definitely it's a step down from Guardians from the first one. Um, because yeah, that was, I mean, this has a lot of tie-ins to what's to come, but it was very much more self-contained. Yes. They end up saving the entire galaxy, you know, cause they are the guardians of the galaxy, but you know, it was almost, they were fighting one guy in on basically on one planet on him the whole time. Yeah. So it, you know, but Joe's right. It opened up the characters so well, um, so I mean I'm just gonna keep it short. I I got I'm gonna give it a four point five. Again I gave it the first one a four point eight, but I put this behind a couple other movies. Looking at the list here, uh, by like tenths of points. So four point five yeah. for me. Okay, I I I think you might have stolen my score. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a weird movie in that I probably wouldn't like it as much if not for all of the character work they did, like. The character work they did, even with Rocket, and you know, his his brief relationship with Yondu, his yep. relationship with Peter Quill, how that gets sort of damaged and then rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his relationship get, with Taserface. His relationship <laughs> with Taserface really hit me in a weird way. Um, the love story, you know, that's blossoming between uh, obviously Gamora and Star Lord. And obviously, you know, they saved the best for last with the Yondu stuff, the uh, 
the Peter Quill stuff. Like all of the meat of that story was was so compelling that my issues with like the villain being kind of wonky or whatever, you know, the, they don't feel as important. Um, so that was a huge saving grace. It's not as high as part one for me either. Um, I am like right where Doug is. I'd say at like a four point five, still really high, but yep. you know, just lost a few little decimal places. No, exactly. There. I mean, that yeah. puts it that puts it third. Yeah. As far as I can see here, we got. Let's see here. One, two. Yeah, it, it puts yeah. it third. So definitely. I'd say the different, the big difference Fourth. between this, yeah, between part one and part two. Part one was a consistent high mark across the whole movie. Yeah. Part two had peaks and valleys. Now the right. peaks were higher than part one's peaks. Yeah. But the valleys were lower. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, like, damn, it wasn't I as mean, consistent. The the funeral scene, if I judge yeah. it just on that, it'd get a six. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. of my. Penchant or, for like, loving to fucking cry at movies. The scene where like you see the downshot of the arrow flying around and rocket yes. shooting the guns, like that's yes. a fucking perfect scene. Oh, it, it oh is. yeah. And wait a minute, so we haven't said James Gunn's name enough, yeah, because he's the reason it's it's as good. Ah, shut up. Oh, your heart's going off. <laughs> no, that's my fucking diabetes meter. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's another one of my maladies yelling at me. And I am not taking my glucose readings today. I'm letting you know that now. There's, there's going to be a void in the, yeah. in, the, in the readings when I bring it to my doctor. But, um, and it won't shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> it's like you're dying. <laughs> I know, right? So, uh, yeah, James Gunn. James Gunn, James Gunn, James Gunn. That's yep. why this rises above most of the Marvel movies for us, for me anyway, because, yep. it, you know, we say, yes, Marvel planned this. The MCU planned that. Feige planned this. No, this is James Gunn. From start yep. to finish, and it just shows how talented he is with with scripts, you know, with, with just dialogue crafting and, and everything. Yeah. The guy and and his shots like Joe, the the arrow shot, that's James yeah. Gunn. You yeah. know, yeah, I will um, say the, the the two best directors in the MCU for me are James Gunn and Taika Waititi. Yes, like a hundred percent, they're neck and yeah. neck. Well, the I two think, of them. I think with James. That's a, a personal preference to which one you prefer more. Yep. Yeah. I think with James Gunn, they're starting to learn that director lesson, which took yeah. them a long time to, to yes. learn. Which yep. was yes. like, man, we got to let people use their very distinct voices in these movies rather exactly. than... Exactly. Yes. You know. Stick, to, stick to, the, to the outline. But you're right, because before it was just all about driving the story. We, we, need, we need an engineer. We need a train engineer to drive the train to get yeah. it where we want it to end up going. Yeah, and you're right, Eric. Now they they give it and to it's guys funny like because Gunn, and when they yeah. do stuff like that, though, the movies are that much better. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, they become unique. They yeah. become completely standalone and not just a a tie-in from one movie to the next movie to the next. Yeah, movie. and I yeah. said it earlier, but I mean, Taika Waititi saved Thor, the franchise. Oh, he like, did absolutely. That movie wasn't going anywhere. Like, oh, it makes you forget two. the first two. It makes you forget yeah. they existed. They didn't yeah. need to exist. They could have started no. with Ragnarok and gone from there if they needed yeah, to. Yeah, Ragnarok's fucking amazing, you know? and I'm 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 so looking forward to Love and Thunder. Yeah, like, I can't imagine it not being amazing. No, it's gonna be. It's going to be otherworldly. Just the really trailer is. alone, like yes. fucking, like had me having goosebumps. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. I heard that sweet child of mine come on, I just see him yeah. running and through the ages, and then yes, they put the perfect amount of comedy in them. Also, like no, it's the exactly. comedy that gets me. Like yeah. these, the James Gunn and the Taika Waititi movies are funny. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. But they're also like serious and heartwarming. I mean, like it's the <laughs> yeah. best blend possible. Yeah, yeah. 
See, that's that's the memo that DC didn't get, man. Because <laughs> when no. they tried to Marvelize that Justice League movie with the you know bringing Whedon on and and yes. punching the script up, you had some of like the lightness, and it felt really weird because a it wasn't earned, and and b it was completely competing with itself. It was like yeah, we, yeah. It's it was it's, just, it was just a flat out derivative of. The Marvel of Marvel. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. It was just a, you know. Same thing with Suicide a, Squad. Oh, the first one, you mean? Yeah, the first one. They were trying to Marvel it up. No, exactly, exactly. But the, until they got James Gunn in for the yeah. second Suicide Squad, yeah. they, they didn't have the talent. And that shows, that also shows the epicness of his talent, you know? Yeah. I haven't watched the, his version of Suicide Squad yet. I can't, it's, I can't really watch good. DC. I it's can't really watch good. DC. I hate no, I understand. DC. I understand. You're missing out on that. You're, and again, peacemaker another james gunn i know movie. i will watch the peacemaker um, because you suggested it so much even though you didn't like uh picard season two which i don't understand which but that's a whole other discussion yeah we can talk about that and when you I said just... whedon i went to wheaton and then like the whole world <laughs> <Wheaton coming laughs> no, i get it. it i get the it the fucking sure. traveler i was like it's fucking wesley crusher <laughs> i was like yes i did no listen i love that i love yeah. when that happened i thought that was fantastic i, I just love mm. how much tribute they paid through that to all of the callbacks of all the characters yeah. like because you I, got I, q you got you know crusher I mean, you, know, you got everybody yeah. and, and look, i like the fact that the majority of even the fucking punk rocker from the, the the los angeles episode was there as an older guy yes i know i know like i was just like fuck. i was hoping they brought Silver, sarah silverman's character back uh rain See, yeah. Joe, you're like me, man. You like fan service. I fucking love fan service. Man. Oh, me too. I, 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 it depends. I mean, I, I have my, I get see, my. See, Picard season one had fan service too, but it just wasn't good. See, yeah. see, season two was good. Like the story, like got me. Plus, I love the fact that majority of it took place pr- present day in Los Angeles. It didn't take. It wasn't just in the future and in space the whole time. Yeah. They did something completely different. Yeah, I guess I think it's because they didn't get the budget. I was gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Star Trek in, in modern Los Angeles they, just feels well, like... Well, I mean, Star Trek has yeah. the budget. Like, there's no fucking they question went, about they that. They went old school, or, you know, but like, original series and Next of, Generation where, yeah, we're going to go to 1930s fucking Chicago dude, for yeah. this one. <laughs> of the 10 episodes of season two, eight of them were in fucking, like, current day. I know. What's yeah, I, I what sets it. what sets not being used this yeah, week? Yeah. Oh, the, the, oh, the Chicago set from the thirties. Yeah. All right, that's where we're going. We get the fucking Borg Queen. But I mean, there's just so many characters coming back in that. Listen, show. and she did a great job of 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 respecting Alice Krieg as the Borg yeah. Queen. She did a really really good job with. That. Oh yeah, I, I and then fucking the um, the, uh, the soon character, the fucking uh, playing the data like the precursor yes. to data. Yeah, like. I just, I just fucking loved it. I know. The whole, I mean, everything about it just like got me just right. I was like, my oh, issues were with the storytelling. It was a little disjointed in spots. The the pacing was a little herky jerky. Yep. I um, can see that. They could have trimmed it down a little bit. Uh, again, yeah. I Joe, I didn't dislike it. I I, uh, I watched I just, the whole damn thing without a problem. I looked forward you know to every episode. Season one, I did not like season. You know, one I got show. through season one the same. I, I liked it, yeah. but yeah. I'm and my like, biggest, my biggest issue is is Patrick Stewart. He's finally showing his age. Yeah, he's an old man now. It's unfortunate, but he's an old man true. now, and it's showing. You know. Yeah. Hopefully, was, hopefully. I mean, at least he's gonna be in a wheelchair now. <laughs> Fucking Professor X. Oh jeez, <laughs> damn it! He's in the yellow wheelchair. Yes. So, All right, we got some people to thank. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mo DeWitt, DeWitt Law Firm. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Uh, if you have legal questions, just call Mo. 
Uh, if you like want to know definitively, like if dogs really can or can't look up, don't call them out. <laughs> if you are minding your own business and you get injured by a planet-sized villain, you can oh, yeah. call Mo. Definitely. Because Mo will go after that, that villain for you because that's what his if job. You can't make it to the ditches ex machina in time and the ship hits you. No, then, then Mo will be... not help you because he will, he will tell you no. Well, he got hit by a vehicle, though. I that, understand that. Yeah. But it was you were on fault. the go and you got injured. I think he's just going to say, sorry, this was your fault. Like he might, he'll, he'll take the phone call, but I think after hearing the details of the case, yeah. he'll be like, what if you, for me. What if you were in the Dairy Queen when the giant blue gelatinous blob came up and oh, no, destroyed no. you? I, I got a bone to pick with that, that blue gelatinous blob. The, the, those are the stupidest people in the fucking universe because <laughs> yeah, the goddamn thing stops. It stops dead, and they all stand and stare at it until it turns yeah. back on. They could yeah. have been in the next county before that thing turned on, but they all stare, and then they run, and it's too late. Screw them. Mo would say, screw you. You deserve <laughs> that. Okay? Anyway. Uh, so we've got some other people to thank. Our patrons from our Patreon page. Uh, they contribute every month. They make our lives better for it, and we really appreciate them. So we've got Hannah Christ. Peter Bianco, Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks and the Second Button Podcast. Uh, Will Lehu, the sometime co-host of the Just Surprise Me Podcast with Joe and myself. Fat shamed um, at SeaWorld. And he, and he, yes, he was fat shamed. You, I, you guys got to listen to that JSM episode. Uh, when's that? that drops in two weeks. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's magic. It's fucking, that story is magic. Uh, Mr. Tony DeGraw. An almost more frequent co-host of the Surprise Me podcast than Will Lake. Um, he is of the Signal Path Facebook group and the podcast, and also the Texas State Boggle Champs podcast, a King of the Hill recap that he does with Joe. Uh, next is Mr. Michael McVeigh. And last and definitely not least is Mr. Hugh G. Rection. Mr. Rection, we thank you very much, sir. Or ma'am. Yeah, we don't really know. We have it's no a idea. mystery. A yeah. mystery, a mystery person. Damn. Is it a mystery or a mystery? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Mystery, right, or a mystery. <laughs> if you want to become a Patreon, you as well can do so by going to mo or patreon.com backslash motcu. There you go. Uh, Eric, where can they buy? Like, if say they want to like buy some cool motcu swag, like some t-shirts or puzzles or any random other shit. Oh man, you can go to. Uh artofericpabone.com or no, sorry artofericpabone.threadless.com for your MOTCU gear got some t-shirts, got some stickers got some stuff there uh, again, that, that Patreon, man, you could drop a dollar a month right, mm -hmm. that's our lowest tier um, at a dollar a month, you still get some stuff right you get something for a dollar at this point, we'll give you something there's yeah. no question. We'll give you something. We'll and listen, we haven't we haven't raised the price of our lowest tier for inflation. That's We're keeping true. it at the rock yeah. bottom price of one dollar a month to get in on this train. So oh, yeah. why not take advantage of it? Because you could say you did when it was still a dollar. Because someday, dollar fifty, famous, it's yeah. going up. Dollar seventy five. You don't $1. know. Dollar seventy five. Exactly. <laughs> so get in on that dollar train, people. Come on. Yeah, it 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 does mean a lot to us. Everybody that does it. Um, and we use that money for cool stuff, man. We use that money to to get Doug yeah. down here for live shows. We use that money to uh, get stuff to give away. I just put an order in for some stickers that are not comically small. Yeah, <laughs> so, 
We got those yeah. coming to give out. I got some uh, magnets coming to give to uh, give out. So yeah, yep. we're we're actually we're 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 saving some of the money because we're going to build uh, a Doctor Strange type ring to make the portals to make things easier for us to get around. Yeah. That would be nice. And if you contribute to that, we might let you use the portal for for something. Yeah, you know? that'd be really we won't cool. even ask. No questions asked. Yeah, but don't yeah. like abuse it though. Like oh no no no, it's, it's not going to be. be hold on, it's not a glory portal, right? <laughs> it's like a little circle. <laughs> That's what Joe would do. Joe yeah. would get the ring, and he would make a bunch of little glory holes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah little glory portals everywhere. <laughs> oh man, That's just minding your business, working at your desk, and a fucking dick hits you in the ear. You're like, what is this, man? <laughs> it's, wait, I'm Benedict Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But that's your name, just Dong. Dong. Yeah, let yeah. me show you why. <laughs> there you go, Long Duck Dong from Sixteen Candles. Uh, well, <laughs> not that uh, on that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> Lights, camera, fuck off. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. I'm hosting Jeopardy. (laughs) Are you though? Listen guys, we we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, We are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, just, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some... Not safe for work picks, if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case. but not safe for anything picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.